This is the Post America Podcast. That's right, motherfucker. What the fuck you know about podcasting? This is our shit. Post America. Macho Black, Richie Crutch, Chrissy the Baboon. Post America Podcast, son. Download that shit, motherfucker. Alright boys, we're rolling, we're rolling, what's up, welcome back, good to be here fellas, uh, we were just discussing Space Force and the infinite possibilities, you like, uh, you like the idea or no? Uh, it's not a bad idea, it's the person who came up with the idea <laughs> that worries me, so it's it's almost like the idea of Space Force or space exploration is great, I love that idea. But this is almost like a like a dick measuring contest. It is what it kind of seems. It feels like you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, well, which did, I, I'm not mention, sure exactly yeah. what's the 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 end game. Like with the space force, who are, are we supposed to be battling people in space? I got the uh, vibe that we're gonna you know colonize the moon, put a permanent base up on the moon, and that's gonna be the springboard to Mars. Well, I think that's a cool idea. I, that's that's not a bad idea at all. I mean, maybe it's a bad idea because I don't know shit about space, but I, I think I it's like a bad the, idea. I like the the ambition of that type of a project. That's that sounds kind of cool to me. You know, it does sound pretty cool, man. It sounds cool if we didn't have an issue in Puerto Rico where people don't have electricity. If yeah. we didn't have an issue in Flint, Michigan, where people don't have water. If we weren't twenty one trillion dollars in debt already. Then it sounds like a good idea. If we didn't just give seven hundred billion for two years in a row to the military to keep pursuing wars he promised to end, then maybe it sounds like a good idea. If we didn't already have a budget that's gonna go up sixty billion to build a wall that Mexico was supposed to pay pay for, then maybe it's a good idea. But considering all that, it's a little ridiculous. And the deficit will be running from that great tax break to the uh elite and one percent. Well, listen, I got a tax break. I'm not gonna lie. I get about seventeen dollars extra in my check a week. I mean, you know, I you know, it is what it is because you know a lot of his groupies want to point that out, so we can't deny them what they you know what they achieved. Yeah, they got it. He promised the tax break, and they got it. So maybe the timing of this idea is a bad. It's ridiculous. Bad, I just mean something that would never happen, like a lot of stuff that he briefly mentions out of nowhere, and then never comes back to. You know, who knows? But. A space force, as we were talking about, the Air Force already had that, that territory. And why change it? Like, is there an issue going on we have to know about? He himself said he was speaking of a space force in jest and then said, you know what, let's go go with it. Like, what? I think it's a pretty important to just, you know, since you said something crazy and everybody's laughing around the table, then you, you know, oh, you know what? Why not? Like, come and, on. and presidents aren't supposed to be able to do that and have that kind of power to just be like, yeah, I thought of this thing. Let's do it. I, mean, I don't know. I, mean, I thought I of this know. thing three days ago. Let's do it. Are they not supposed to have that kind of power for military, though? I think that's that's where they can do stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Maybe you're right. I'm not saying he should or should, but I do think it might be in his authority to do that because he's in charge of our safety, I guess, is what, you know. See, but the thing, is there a threat? An yeah, if there's threat not a threat, space? that's the weird thing. Like, 
to to have this to to put all this money into like a thing like a separate but equal branch of, of, of the military, and there's no threat. Yeah, I mean, and and what's there to gain is it's probably cool for science and it's cool for like you yeah, know maybe there's when, maybe there's something out there to discover that could, that could change you know life for the better for everybody. But this guy is is. He's not a he's not a champion of science. He's no. anti science. Yeah, he's anti science. So what kind of space force would he what what would he allow the money to go to them for? For only things that he thinks are real? He wants to blow you know, shit like, up. Yeah, he wants to definitely blow a few things up in space. You I, know, that's mission one for him is to blow something I, up. I think Joe was right. I think it's a dick measuring contest. I think this is a way to hit for him to project uh, you know, the greatness of America. To uh, allies and enemies alike, it's it's all it's a vanity project. It seems like more than anything else, on. a lot of stuff going on. And you might be right. I mean, he he did have to mention his, you know, his competition during the campaign that they would have never done the space force. You know, like why would you even mention this? A year and a half in, it's strategic, and you're still mentioning your competition from the campaign. Yeah, you're talking about you people who lost, who are, you should never mention their Civilians. name again. Civilians. Yeah, don't mention their name ever again. Yeah, he's got it. But, uh, I, I think he's strategically, this is, this has to do with the next election. Everything's, he's not a great strategist, but he knows about, like, making a crowd clap. He knows how to make the crowd clap. He's going to win again. Is, uh, he's got it important hands down. for him. There's nobody to compete with him. He has a diehard base that no other, group has you know they don't even have a candidate never mind a strong base because the liberals are pussies like straight up you gotta admit oh straight away man they're weak they're worried about everything you don't need to be worried about they're worried about what to call people they're worried about uh, just nonsense no real policy he's gonna lose they appear weak and they are weak he is weak but he appears strong to some people certain people are drawn to that personality type the other side forget it like the other side if is they had a, his base yeah and if they had a if they had a guy or a girl that they were going to be pushing it would already be happening yeah it would already be happening but there's nobody there's nobody they and nothing. they i think well, they, they probably it. do have some people but they might be people that they don't want because the left is is ratty the left is controlled by corporations by banks by military don't let them fool you there's no there's like people love to say liberal liberal there's no real liberals in government they're none you can't find one real liberal in in the United States government in an elected position. Not none that have power. There's there's none. They're Democrats, but are they liberals? Would a liberal be pouring money and and voting yes to give every penny we have to war over and over? No, that's not a that's not a liberal ide- ideology. But that's what the, all these so called liberals are doing. Would liberals constantly be writing laws and backing and supporting laws that benefit banks and corporations? No. But that's what these so-called liberals are doing. There are no real liberals in the government. That's a fantasy. It's like a fake enemy. It's like ISIS. It's like Osama bin Laden. It's like Black Lives Matter. It's like BLM. It's fake enemies that these people, they're clinging on. People, you know, people in our class, middle class, lower class people, they love knowing that these enemies are out there. They can beat them up at any time. They never really seen them in real life, you know. But I have uh, he won. I mean... In uh, close proximity with someone like that all the time now, who is constantly looking up the enemy. Yeah. Like, let's say on the internet, like constantly looking up the yeah, enemy. Yeah, that's the only place And there's always see it. a, 
it, it's all day, all night. It's like a just constantly focused on this thing, like seeing what's what the enemy's doing, tracking the enemy's moves, and yep. it's yep. it's all in it's it's in your head. You know what I mean? Like the enemy's in your in this person's own head. Yeah. They're, and it's there are on, enemies out there. There's there danger are. out there. Yeah, for sure. But the the one that you're living with in your head is is uh, self inflicted. You know, there are real ones. And what is a real enemy? Terrorists are real. But to be concerned about them on the level that we are is pure fantasy. As someone who lived through nine eleven, I'll even admit to worry about a terrorism in your ex, to terrorist in your day-to-day life is a waste of worry to worry about antifa in your day-to-day life is ridiculous it's nonsense to worry about isis or black lives matters or liberals it's fantasy or people trying to take away your flag that's fantasy that it's not really happening people telling kids that they can't you know do this and it's it's all bs it's and I, I know where it comes from, but if I say it now, a lot of people would think I'm crazy, but it'll come out in the future. People will see. But there's no real enemies like that. The real enemy is the bank foreclosing on your home, your car being repossessed. That's the real enemy. But people don't seem to be concerned too much about that. They'll watch every one of their neighbor's house get foreclosed on. They'll watch people go into poor house. They'll watch people lose their benefits. They won't think twice. They're going to be concerned about Antifa marching somewhere on the other side of the country that they've seen a clip of them breaking a Starbucks window. And now they're, you know, they're living in fear and putting posting pictures of them loading shotguns on Instagram. Well, I mean, it's the way systems of power operate. Power operates best when you don't un- even understand that it's operating against you and the way the system is set up, as you astutely pointed out, with economic systems, you have no control of that. It's always above and below your horizon. But it operates on you, no, whether you realize it or not. Those people are pulling levers that affect your life, but they're just like they're behind the curtain. Yeah, there, there are real issues to be worried about. We just had Joe from Departed on military vet been through hell then we have a president who acts like he loves the vets they're the most important thing although he's a draft dodger but we hear in real time under this president our vet he can't even get the medicine he needs so what's going on so now what will his base his groupies do they'll blame a previous administration for laws that exist now this guy can change anything with the stroke of a pen, as far as that stuff's concerned, an executive order. If he thinks our vets aren't getting what they deserve, he can say, I'm putting down an executive order right now. These men and women are going to have the best uh, coverage known to mankind. Boom. He could, but he doesn't. Like, there's also a big thing going on right now, taking away kids. They say we're taking away kids. Separating them at yeah, the border. from illegal immigrants. Putting them in prison. I now, hear a speech about this. Yeah. Now, there is... A group of his groupies that say that doesn't happen at all. But unfortunately for them, the president himself, Trump, came out saying it does happen. And I hate that these kids are being taken away from their families. That's what he said. Hate that these kids are being taken away from their. So he just confirmed it's happening. But then he said it's the problem and it exists because of laws from a previous administration. Well, if he really hates it, he could change it right now. He's taking away everything else the previous administration did. A lot of stuff that would actually benefit us 
rules and coverage and, and safety stuff and, and natural resource coverage. And, Absolutely, man. But for this one, he can't do anything because the previous administration made some law or rule, even though I don't even know if that's true. But let's say it is. Let's say we didn't even know about it because the liberal media kept us in the dark about these kids being taken away from their families. But now we know about it and we got this new heroic president. Why is he not doing anything? Because it's a bargaining chip for his wall. And if his own base can't see that, and of course they don't want to see that because before he spilled the beans, they were saying it was a f- fake news anyway, and these were ch- crisis actors oh, and all yeah. of that noise. And Coulter. Yeah. She, she, she said the children were crisis actors. Like, you know that term. Mm-hmm. So that puts so many people like in this conspiracy, like the... Like the kids themselves, the parents of the kids, the people behind the cameras, everybody that's pushing it out on the news, tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of people involved with pushing a lie that the president is is involved with it. It's so ridiculous, but she had traction and people were pushing her story. And then he comes out and says he himself also hates that the kids are being taken away. Okay, so now she's added a picture, but still not the song because they didn't even know he said that, but it's out there just... Google Trump upset immigrant children being taken away from their families. And you'll see it's right out of his mouth. But he's not doing anything about it. He's using it as a bargain chip for his wall, the wall that was supposed to be paid for by Mexico. So now he's trying to say it's the fault of the Democrats or anyone else that opposes him because they won't vote to change this law. But this law will only be allowed to be changed with a vote if it includes building a wall. So when you use little children as a bargaining chip, when you use your own military personnel as bargaining chips, when you use patriotism to split a country over issues like kneeling for a national anthem and pretending that they're kneeling because they despise the national anthem and ignoring whatever they insist the protest is, because a lot of people say they don't even know why they're kneeling. With one Google search, you could get the complete explanation of why they're kneeling from the guy who started the whole deal. Whether you agree or not, that's one thing. But you can't say they don't know why they're kneeling. It's ridiculous. This guy is a divider, the great divider. And people are playing right into his hand. Well, listen, he is the great divider. And he takes advantage of people's ignorance and don't have the time to chase them up. He sees the weakness in the way media is structured and he's shrewd enough and clever enough to take wholehearted advantage of that. Mm-hmm. He demonstrates that time and time and time yeah. again. You can't get a real word out of him. If his one goal has to be to obscure any semblance of the truth and he's a master at that. He's a master at obscuring anything and everything. That's well, his talent, to obscure and muddy really, the waters. I don't think he actually knows the truth in a lot of these circumstances. No, it, it, it becomes painful yeah. that he's just talking straight out of his ass. Yeah, he just makes stuff up as he goes. And even he was explaining to the, to the media the one time how he lied to the Washington Post, but that's, that doesn't mean anything. That's not breaking the law. They're just a newspaper, a failing newspaper. I could lie to them. That's what he's saying straight up. I mean, he tells on himself a fair, a fair amount. Yeah, but he has a group of people that justify every move he makes. If you like Trump, and there are a few people that like Trump, but when he does something stupid, they call him out. Respect to those people. If you like his policies, but you'll call him out when he's 
obviously lying or obviously doing some dirtbag shit, good for you. But there's just not many of those people. There's people that just justify every move. Like, they, they want to say that this is the problem, this children's uh, situation is the problem of a devious previous administration. Okay, so you don't like it? So why isn't he changing it then? Like, you know, it, you, you sound like His hypocrites. hands are tied, Richie. His hands are tied. Yeah, his hands are tied. Only well, in this. You know, only for this. If he wants to cut bank regulations so they could rip you off, assume oh, you, you there's no hands tied. Plenty, plenty of papers and pens to sign that shit off. But, Chris, your movement, because you're more of a liberal guy. Yes. And I would say I'm liberal, but not like liberals are being betray- portrayed. Yeah, because what liberal was 20 years ago is so different from what it is now. They successfully turned that word into an insult. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Right on. And, and Intentionally you know, I, I was, successfully. I was thinking about th- that the Democratic Party used to be. It used to be what the Republican Party is portrayed as 10 years ago. The Democratic Party used to be 80 years ago. It was like the, like the, you know, the no, take no shit from anybody. We say what we want to say and we you know, fuck you. Yeah. And then the Republican was like the, the very like conservative. Like think about the word conservative. You're like meek. You're like taking the back seat like oh no whatever and and it flipped somehow and and the the attitude like the attitude flipped or the the ideals or whatever just well, like flipped and it's happening again like in real time it's happening right now that it's flipped the psychos the right the the most right wing crazy people are the left now they're they're it's crazy they're saying insane things and so if you call yourself a liberal you could call yourself a liberal and 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 have in mind what it was twenty years ago, but according to what it is now, you're yeah. But not who a liberal. made the term for what it is now? Not liberals. No, I don't. The, know. the opposition gave them oh, this term a, yeah, and distorted it. Right? Yeah, you. yeah. It was yeah. It started out as like a slur, yeah. and it started out. You as... You could say uh, you could say, oh, I'm a black man, and then watch over a decade how they take the term black man and they turn it into something else, and then now they have footage of you calling yourself a black man from ten years ago, and you can't run for anything because you used to call yourself a black man, but now that's a it's an yeah. insult. That's a crazy. We person. have yeah. entered fully both feet as a country into the era of the windbag. We are there. We, we are embarking on something that it's a break with previous political discourse, let's say. There's remnants, remnants you know, continuing along, but there's a sharp break now. We, you know, it's, it's been building. You could, one could even argue, oh, the last 40 years. But we're in a different kind of mindset politically. Oh, yeah. We're at the beginning. Of, we're, we're at the beginning of it. But we're both feet over that line. Where things that we would think of would be impossible, that America just doesn't operate that way, and you're going to look in that mirror and see a horrible reflection staring you back, because that is us now. And that sucks. They have us fighting over what is real and what is not. We're fighting over stuff that you could prove, but for some reason, the fight can't even end, even though you could prove something. A characteristic of the era of the windbag. One side, you have fighting over like facts, and the other side, you have fighting over over terminologies and w- definitions of words and pronouns yeah. and things it's like well you gotta it's, I was, a, it's insanity on both sides i was on facebook today and a very liberal person put up a picture of a meme of a nazi holocaust camp and a bunch of kids in a cage 
up top and said, oh, look what America turned into. With a little Google search quick, I saw, I realized that that cage and the kids are from Palestine and those kids were in Israel. It was nothing to do with America. They're not even Mexicans. So, yeah, but so here uh, some liberal person with an agenda made a fake meme, put it out. I said something to the guy. He got very insulted. Then uh, not too long after, there's a picture of a house in England covered with English flags and a couple cops in front. And they're saying the law in England is making this man take his flags down. This is, you know, Muslims are taking over this bullshit. With a quick Google search, you can see that the guy who lived in the house is was being arrested for molesting his girlfriend's 10-year-old daughter. And that's why the cops were there. Nothing to do with the flags. But you see what's going on on both sides. They're putting out these fake stories to rile up their base, to turn them at each other. And I'm thinking that the makers and distributors of these memes are on the same side. Yeah. And it's the divide and conquer. It's the Russian bot influence. We Absolutely. Are, we are a, a Russia's biggest state right now. We do their bidding. Donald Trump, before he sits down with our allies, he makes a stand that Russia should be here with us. Russia should be in this meeting. Then he goes and talks to our, our allies that we could actually rely on and we go to war with, we died with in World War One, World War Two, and so on, and he insults them and leaves. But before that, Russia should be here. Russia. You're, everyone in all your, your branches of law enforcement told you Russia was manipulating our election. Russia was hacking politicians' computers and you're asking that Russia sit down at the G7 with other countries that also were affected by Russian influence illegally? What's going on here? He insults anyone who looks at him sideways. And you have Putin who made a gesture on Russian television of pointing nuclear missiles at Donald Trump's house in Florida and then laughing. And not a peep on Twitter from Mr. Brave Trump. Some is very weird with Russia. PP videos. And, and his, he has like a fetish for this guy or a fear. I think it's a, I think he certainly has a fear. And more and more, you know, he may call the Mueller probe a witch hunt. And you could call it that all you like. But it sure turned up a lot of witches and a lot of contacts with Russian nationals, people who are intimately involved with this campaign. You can't you just can't deny that now. And for anyone sitting and listening to this and saying, what about Hillary? What about, what about her? Lock her up. I don't care about Hillary. Yes, if you got cares? something on her, Put her lock down. her up. He her said up. he's going to lock her up. He said he's going to investigate her. He hasn't done anything. But he promised that. It was one of his promises during the campaign. If you have anything on Hillary, lock her up. I'm not a Hillary supporter. Neither am I'm I, I'm talking man. about what's going on right now. The guy in power. If Hillary was in power right now and this stuff was going on, I'd be saying the same stuff. But even that, the, the the next report from the Inspector General on Clinton came up again with nothing. There was dozens. There was some FBI stuff that they were definitely out of hand. They were definitely uh, yeah. pro-Clinton, anti-Trump. Let's but, be honest. Come on. Yeah, of course. But everybody, like they said, if you're working there, then you're, you have to examine someone's integrity. They're human beings. They could have an, a political yeah, agenda. Yeah. You know, I'm saying that when you said nothing, there was a little something. Well, they went after her okay. again to look at her emails. Yeah, I know. And I that know. came up yet again with nothing over the other eight ones that they had in Congress. You know, it's the same kind of thing. Okay, we beat that horse dead now.
There's Listen, only so much mileage you can get out of that. I, I don't like you Hillary. You gotta move on. I don't like her either, but, but she sat there in front of a Republican Congress and a- answered questions without ever taking the fifth, pleading the fifth for four hours straight. She voluntarily did that. Like after that, I mean, if the do if the Republicans in Congress didn't have the balls or the evidence to do anything, then what else could we do? At that point, get over it now. Unless Trump has something like he acted like he would, you know, but he he doesn't. If he doesn't do it, otherwise, focus on what's going on right now. Not some Hillary or Obama in the past. They did this. The reason this is happening now, because the same people were doing that to Obama when Obama would early on blame Trump or not Trump Bush for policies after the big, you know, catastrophe, financial catastrophe. They say, oh, now he's, you know, listen, don't just don't be a hypocrite. That's all I'm asking. Let's point out who's in power now who has the power to change and do things and if they aren't but they act like they want to then they're liars he's lying about the kids he doesn't care about the kids he cares about his wall yeah listen it's so like you said it's so transparent that it's a bargaining chip that he has to you know he knows he's not going to get the funding for that wall but he has to look like he's a tough guy when it comes to immigration in some way shape or form and this is an easily an easy thing look what i'm forced to do I don't want to, but we got to keep the the border secure. Yeah, everybody's for and that. And this is not my law anyway. Yeah, that's good. But this is another thing. You got to remember this. If you want to come to America, you walk across the border and you seek asylum. That is in itself not illegal. That's protocol. Yeah. But now that has be- it become something that they're treating as a criminal act. So things are changing. I mean, think about it. Everybody's like, well, if you want to break the law, okay, fine, fair enough. If you want to break the law, come here. Then, to me, then send them right back. Then don't take their kid away. Put their kid in one camp. Absolutely. Their family in another camp. Now we're paying double the money if it's finances and you're a true capitalist and conservative. Now we're paying double the money to house two different groups of people at two different facilities instead of just turning them around and sending them back. Like, what's the real goal here? So if you think you break the law consequences should happen yeah they should be sent back why are we playing games and holding people in detention centers either send them back or allow them to go to the through the process i don't i'm not sure how that even works yeah like keeping them here almost it almost is an admission that this is these people are our problem this is you know what i mean like they're, they're with us yeah that's almost what it's like like if you get if you they if you have nothing to do with them and they're here illegally just Send them. Back I know. Where they like, came what is from, the deal? The like, hold, let's say you hold them for ten days, what seems to be a short amount of time for the amount of time they're holding these people. That has to be more expensive than putting them in a van and driving them back to the border they cross. It's no? probably more expensive than buying them a plane ticket. Yes. And sending them back. It's ridiculous. How could that logic even work? Now, let's say we have to split them up. So now we have to have guards, a cafeteria. You know, one unless they're in the same facility, regardless. But yeah, you still you need got custodians. It, you got it, no. it's, it, that's even more money, but they're, they're proving a point. This is hardball, and he does consider himself the god of the, the deal, right? So he thinks he's making a deal with Democrats, and he's going to use the kids as a bargaining chip. He's going to blame them. He's going to look. His base is going to point the fingers to 20 years ago, whoever was in office, say it's their fault. This is a, a tactical move, but I don't understand why people can't just be honest with themselves, whether you're a Trump supporter or not, and say, yeah. What he's doing is kind of slimy. Unless you just don't care about the kids in general, and that's fine, too. Some people don't care about kids, and they don't care about foreigners' kids. But just be honest. Don't justify it or say it's not happening. 
But it is happening. It's certainly happened. It's happening for a reason. The reason? To build a wall. He wants a wall, which is some, you know. I and, mean, you know, sp- speaking of that, of tactical moves, his meeting with Kim Jong-un, what deal, what advantage did he carve out for America by telling them, oh, we're not going to have the joint maneuvers? Something that the Russians and the Chinese would say was very provocative. And he just gave that right no, up. No, Russia has been wanting us to stop that forever. Ages. And we did. And the Chinese, too, wanted they, But we they, got nothing in return. But he met with them, and everybody's like, well, what do you want? This is one step closer to peace. Well, we could have did this six presidents ago, but nobody, every time a president tried to, the, everybody would erupt. The whole government would erupt. You can't meet with this, these people. They're ruthless dictators, murderers. They starve their own people. They torture their own people. They kill children. But now his own base accepts it and and looks at it as, as a good thing. When Obama was was campaigning in his first time around, he openly said, "I will talk to dictators," and he called hell for it. People went crazy. They and did. I, even I remember did, I even he was like that. he was going to talk with the the Iranian dude, Akhamenejad. Yeah, yeah. And uh, people went crazy about that. He said North Korea. They went crazy about that. Yeah. It's not so hypocritical. hypocritical. And as a Trump supporter, why can't you point that out? Yeah, that was weird when Obama said it, that a lot of the same people that think it's a good idea now didn't like it then. Yeah, that is weird. You're right. They can't even say that. And how is it that it's cool to talk to Kim Jong, whoever, but when it comes to uh, the the Iranians, we got to cut that whole deal off? We can't talk to them? Well, you know what? I'll tell you why right now. Because that benefits us. We want to be in war in the Middle East all the time, every time. We want to go in another country. We effectively have that country surrounded now for 20 years. We want to go in. We want that war. That war is financially good for our corporations, for our military and industrial complex. That's the war we want. We don't want a war with North Korea. Why? Because we're very friendly with Russians now. And think of all these people that hate communism. We're meeting with a communist dictator but we're not willing to meet with Iran, who, by all accounts, has been, you know, cooperating with, with what we wanted. This guy has been threatening us even during Trump's administration. He's been threatening to blow us up. But we sit down with him. The, the tough guy image doesn't make sense. Why here and not there? Yeah. I think, again, it's the Russian influence. Oh, I, 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 I definitely think so. It's... It, it has the feel of somebody who's, ha- uh, some like has something being held against them, it held does. over their head. And I think it's people had said it, you know, pretty simply is that a lot of his personal finances, his business empire, is propped up by Russian money, by Russian oligarchs' money and investments. He's he owes them; they owe him. I mean, if you go back to the article when his son said. Now, we don't have to rely on raising capital here in the United States. It comes from outside sources, mostly Russian investors. His son said that on record. This is on record. So his finances, his financial, his business empire is really interwoven with Russian money. It's propped up by Russian money. It's really simple. I don't think that, like I said, Trump's not giving them a a box of secrets, but he certainly doesn't want to jeopardize his life after the presidency when his whole business empire, the facade that that is, you know, you could get into his, his business practice really how successful he is when that, that collapses. Oh, he's making out now. If they, if they withdraw money or they put, you know, they, they turn the fucking, the tap off, he has, he's in a lot of trouble. 
just like Jared Kushner was trying. They were trying to sell, you know, a fast track uh, U.S. citizenship to Chinese to get them to invest in that failing property that he bought. So there's the blurring of his personal, you know, business with the United States business. And those two, those are two separate things. You know, there's a reason why he didn't want to get out his tax returns because you're going to find out he's leveraged out. He's leveraged out and owned by Russian creditors. Mm. That's a problem. That puts him in a uniquely yeah, the idea vulnerable that we spot. Would, the idea that we you would know? even be willing to elect some billionaire family into our White House, it's so, like, weak and bitchy to me. Like, do we want a king and queen in there? We want to have this guy with his daughter has her own office and the son-in-law is involved with top secret stuff. Like, I don't want that. I want a real American, not some spoon-fed fruitcake that can't even drink a bottle of water the right way. You ever see this guy drink water? He eats a pizza yeah. with a fork. It's like his first time every yeah, time. Yeah, and oh. they can't get clearances. You know Jared why? Because he probably has a slave pouring the water in his mouth at home. He probably doesn't. He refused to pick up a plastic bottle. But then up on a podium all alone with everybody watching, he was forced to pick it he's up. Like, and he's trying to remember, how do you do this? All right, Donald. Here's your chance. Here's your chance to look human. Grab the bottle <laughs> firmly with two hands. In his 77-year-old mouth. Place the spout that. right near your bottom lip. Pour it. At a forty-five degree angle, and, you, and very Trump, good. And you're doing great, Donald. He doesn't know forty-five he, degree angle. His, I don't his, his, on, his <laughs> understanding of how power works is so rudimentary. He equates power to force, pure force. Yeah, like a hard handshake to him as he won, he won re, the argument. Doesn't understand how it works. Hard hand, I crushed your hand. I got a concrete worker's hand. You got a fruit loop hand. A draft dodger hand. You got a weak hand. You got a never had a real job in your life hand. Mm. Nice. The only hand, he, only hand he has is losing a lot of money repeatedly and going bankrupt repeatedly. Okay, who could beat this guy? That's the question. Yeah, that is the question. So uh, I think the Rock. You, you gotta go. <laughs> it's like we're already in this fucking rabbit hole, you know, and, and you gotta that, keep going down it. It's funny that the Republicans are the ones who put us in a situation with voting in movie stars, the Clint Eastwoods, the Ronald Reagans, the Donald Trumps. Like, they're the ones who are supposed to be anti-Hollywood, yet all of the movie stars and Hollywood people are coming from their end. So now the so-called liberals have to find a, a liberal Hollywood fruit to run against this guy? Yeah. Who is it going to be? You know, I think what uh, they need to do is grow a set of balls and just start calling them out. This eviscerate this dude when he don't give him an inch, tear him down. Yo, people entertain is, him in a polite. You're polite to an idiot. You're encouraging nah, see, I think, dopey, I, stupid behavior. I think I think you're, you're. It's too late for that, Chris. It's too late. They do that. They every every attempt at shooting him down is considered harsh and cruel, unpatriotic, unpatriotic, bully and fake. Uh, they're going at him for all these fake things. See, it's, like he set the tone that he has the luxury of just saying it's fake news when he gets pinched on some and his base just closes their, their ears to the fact. And they say, yeah, it's fake news. They're trying to get Trump out because because the Illuminati wants him out because he's for us. If the Illuminati wanted him out, if Hillary Clinton had so much power, he would have never won in the first place. That's That shows everything right there. That bullshit doesn't exist. She beat him by 3 million votes. Still, she couldn't fix an election that she actually won. But she has all this power even now as a, a civilian. She could get away with murder. And the FBI can't touch her. But Donald Trump could come in and beat her when he was the underdog. And no one would have thought twice if he lost. She had no power. There was no fix. This is all real. This guy won. 
and he got you all fooled. Right? There's no real enemy that you guys say. The people from the past administrations are now deadbeats, civilians, worthless, powerless. If you want to change stuff, you got to change what's going on right now. Yeah, listen, you control both houses and you can, in the majority of states, and you still can't get a fucking thing done. Well, Surprisingly. Tax cut, Chris. Let's see. Okay, I'm just telling you right listen, now what somebody's thinking. Somebody could say, listen, cut. you got the tax cut. And then you're going to look at your $17, and then you can consider the billions other people are raping in. Raping in, and I say that because it's on your back. It's on the backs of the services, your roads. It's your kids' education. That's where that tax break to the 1% is going. On your back. On your life. That's where it goes. You can be proud of that. Then you can well, yell the, it. Yell it to the fucking high listen, heavens. Chris, but listen, Chris, but how do you justify to them? They weren't getting this extra 17 or 25 or 35 or whatever it is a week before this guy. So they're not concerned that a hardworking rich person is also doing good and tax less. They're not concerned about that. You know so how feel, could you I mar- can tell them straight without up. being insulting? How I will could you say, tell them I will that say, this listen, is bad? It's disproportionate because you're going to pay for it in the services you rely on, your children rely on, and how you exist. That's where you're going to pay for it. You may not see it now, but you're going to regret that $35 okay. when your kids' schools plummet, when there's no federal aid for your roads that where it comes from. That's where you're going to feel it. And then in his trade policies, too, you may not feel it now, but people who his base is the ones he throws under the bus repeatedly. Middle America, soybean farmers, people who are involved in, in exports, metal. He's engaged with, with Canada, who buys so much American goods. They're going to put 20% on top of that. The Chinese said it, too. Yeah, 20% on top of any American agricultural products coming in. A lot of people p- provide agricultural products to China from his base. You know what I will say? They're going to be destroyed. If I was the president, he's right. The tariffs are skewed. They're, they don't benefit us. They benefit the others. I'm not going to say opposition because they're our allies. But he went into the debate with, I'll crush you, rather than, okay, listen. Yeah, no You put the skills. 25% on something, and for something similar going in your country, we put on 3%. We got to stop that. How about 7% apiece? Start there. Let's negotiate. But he went in there saying, no, done deal. Trade war right now. Let's go. And they all got together as a group of countries to contradict whatever ideas we had. So it's not, we're not in a good position now because of his tactic. He didn't go in there reasonable. He went right. in there unreasonable. But he was right. The tariffs are skewed against us. But yeah, I don't think anybody ever would argue the point. Yeah, of course. Well, maybe people wouldn't argue the point, but nobody has been doing anything about it for years. Yeah. True or false? It's very true. I'm just saying let's give credit where credit I, is due. Listen, he was right he, about the he, he pointed it out, and it was said he's going to do something. But now his it's like you're cutting. If you have a, a, a splinter in your finger, he just took your hand off. Yeah, he, if, it, if it gets implemented, you just lost your hand. Yeah, he's gonna really a really weird way about going about it. You know. Yeah, he he didn't do it right, but it's something that needed to be talked about. But I don't know why he went in there so aggressive against Allies. Germany and Canada and France and people that we have relationships with. We travel freely with back and forth. Like this is that's our true allies, true free trade. We have corporations over there. They have corporations over here. And he went in there ready for war against them. It was it was weird, man. It's a it's a weird approach. Uh, that reminds me of the uh, meme that you posted yesterday on Instagram. It said, um, uh, "Hold on, I gotta look this up." It look was it up, something about know. like a move, uh, like a move made in anger. 
Oh, okay. Is yeah. a weakness. Uh, let me just feel free to read it to the okay, people. Okay, choices Joe. made in anger cannot be undone. Strength is control, mm-hmm. and it has a picture of a dog lunging at a at a bird, but the do- the bird is on the 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 edge of a death cliff. side of a cliff. Yeah, so the dog is jumping to his suicide to get this bird. So choices made in anger cannot be undone. Strength is control. Strength is control. And that's uh that's what that reminded me of because it's like a thing that you can't undo and the people who have to answer for it more than likely are not the people who made these choices mm-hmm. in in this instance in po- political yeah. instances. It's it's you know future generations yeah. who now have to like mend um these these rifts between allies uh uh walking out of a meeting with old friends like that, you know, and all yeah. these relationships. And them all, all conniving against you by the end of the meeting. Yeah, by the end of the meeting, like, are we allies? I don't know. And strength is power. We had the strength. We were the power. But now when all these other smaller countries are working together to balance the power more in their favor, we're going to lose the power. Yeah, they're but, unionizing but against us. But if he would just say this in a different tone and act like he just wants fair treatment, I think he would get what he wants because he has the power. He's America. We control the, the trade of this planet. I'm not on every, you know, uh, every topic, but on most, you know, on most is farming, probably we control food production. We, can, we control production of a lot of goods, probably, you know, more so than anywhere else, but there's probably specific things other countries have more of. So, but we had the power, we had the strength and the power. And if he just wanted fair treatment, he looked good on the news, and he said, "Listen, man, these are our friends here. I just would like to bring up that we sent something there, and they're charging us twenty five percent. They sent something down here, we charge them seven percent. We can't have that anymore. I'm sure they understand that. We're going to equal it out. It's going to help our guys. Going to help that. But now he went in there for a bit because he's tough." Mm-hmm. And he has to portray how tough, but he didn't know what he was talking about. He went in there with no homework done. He went he in there know. thinking, hmm, what would a yeah. tough person say? Yes, yeah. oh, I know. Error of I the know. Windbag. He'll go in like yeah. this and say, bah, bah, bah. So it's going to cause a trade war, and they're going to out- try to outdo each other with higher tariffs on both sides, which means they import less of our goods. And if we import their goods, it's going to be even more expensive. So let's hope that this calms down and someone more measured, like the person who wrote that meme, Steps in and uh, balances things out for this great Absolutely. Country. Absolutely. But we need a guy. You still don't say we need somebody, not just a guy, a girl, too. Well, yeah. But, I was. You know, a woman cannot run against Trump. She, like, I'm just being honest. I'm not sexist. But we need someone that would take some of his base. A female would take none of his base. None. And that's just the way it is. You have to understand the kind of people you're, you know, that are in the voting pool. And he has a sure thing of a group of people that are going to come out and vote. But I think you can nab some of those people. Some of those people are definitely going to be unhappy with them by the end, but they're not going to vote for a woman, those people. So I don't think a woman's going to do the trick. It's got to be someone who appears to be more powerful. More aggressive. Because the type of better looking, person that... Stronger. The p- type of person that I think could be swayed... Yeah, they're looking for that. Is the type image. of person that respects this... this yeah. 
power fantasy that they have. Yeah. So it has to be someone who appears more powerful. You mentioned The Rock. I see a lot of memes about that. A lot of people saying The Rock. The Rock. Yeah, The Rock has like kind of a funny comic value to him, though. So you know what I mean? I've never. Well, we've seen The Rock though have a a serious side to him also. You know? Yeah, true. Like the yeah. like the original Rock. That we all fell in love with as a wrestler. No, I don't know if that was that <laughs> serious though. But I, what I'm, no, I know it's not serious. But what I mean no is he has he has a way of talking and listen. a way of of uh, portraying himself that's more like aggressive. Yeah. But listen, just do you see the shambles that this country is in? That we're even talking about a pro wrestler. We're in it, dude. And we're in it. We're in this rabbit hole. We oh, have to. Oh. We have to go. We have to continue and on. Donald Trump already did his time in pro wrestling, and these are the people we're talking about running the country. When we have scientists and geniuses running around here, get a word in sideways that no one respects, and we just shut them up when they talk like they're some outsider nerds, and we're worried about the Rock and Donald Trump. But it's a strategic. We deserve <laughs> to be blown off the map. We deserve to be blown into prehistoric times. Chris should be wearing a cloth around his loin and holding <laughs> a piece of wood bat and dragging a girl from a cave by her hair. We deserve to be blown back to prehistoric times. This is awful. It is. It's it is right. an absolute terrible time. I'm just talking about the you, who who could have a shot at beating. I, I know Trump. I brought up the question, but who I could just have a shot thinking about it? And, I'm, and if you brought out a, if you brought out the best candidate f- for the country, the one who could heal who heal these rifts, the one who could bring people together. If you brought out that person, they would throw rocks at him. Yeah. He's a, who? Who is this? You know what I mean? They'll call him a queer or something. Do you know who? Like, who is this guy? You know who would take all his votes from his base if John Gotti was still alive? John Gotti, yeah, they would so. love John. His base would love John Gotti. Come on, he's he's trying to act yeah, like he, he is John he, Gotti. He's trying yeah. to be like that that yeah. personality type. It's sad, man. And listen, we appreciate everybody that likes this podcast. We know there's a lot of Trump groupies that like the podcast. We're not hating on you. It's just our personal opinions. I know you people get very offended very easily. Robert De Niro said, fuck Donald Trump. They, they were on their computers making memes immediately after that. You know, De Niro wearing diapers and they were very upset. But at this point, you guys used to be the ones who didn't get triggered and upset and offended. But now you are the ones. You own being triggered, offended, and upset. Roseanne Barr gets fired and everybody's up in arms. And like, why? Who cares if she got fucking fired? Fuck her. Like some millionaire lady. Now she's sitting in her mansion with no job, and you're the one on Facebook trying to rile up her cause. What a twit. Like, what a wimp you are. You know what I mean? Who would go to bat for her? (laughs) Meanwhile, there's your next-door neighbor, Vet, who's about to blow his head off. Make a meme for him, will you? Because that's the comparisons you people always love to throw out there. Oh, what about the... Well, next time you're for Roseanne Barr's cause, what about the Vet? How about you put her cause to the side and you worry about the vet? Bunch of hypocrites and phonies. Stop listening to this podcast. This is not for you. Joe, did I say the wrong thing? No, you said it. No, nah, don't, don't stop listening. We loud. I wish I could get a legit Donald Trump groupie in here to debate us because it seems like a one-sided thing. Yeah, I, I try to be balanced, but I just don't like the guy. But if he, you know, he did give us a tax cut. Got to say it straight up. But I try to be balanced, but I don't like the guy. I would love for someone to come on, if there's any listeners that are Donald Trump groupies and would swing off his nuts all day, come in on and talk to us. I would I would love it. And I got good friends like that. You know what I mean? I don't I don't mind. I work with people. I wouldn't say good friends, but I definitely work with people who I I like. 
I have family members who yeah. are Donald Trump supporters. How about Grammy? Grammy loves Donald yeah, Trump. Yeah, Grammy. She got Grammy's a, she got, listen, Grammy's a tough, old-school immigrant who came here with nothing. Illegal immigrant. Came oh. here with false papers. Well, come on. <laughs> I, I spet. I spet. Keep your mouth shut about that, Joey. Yo, listen to this. Well, I'll tell the story another time. It's a long story. It's yeah. a crazy story, and it sounds like like a, something out of a movie. Well, Grammy got away with one. Now she doesn't want to see anybody else get away with one. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's true. Yeah. I call her out on it, too, you know? Yeah, it's hypocrisy, but listen, there are good, strong, I always say it, there are strong men, working class men, that like this guy, that they, if they were stuck in a foxhole with him, they would kill him themselves. Immediately, If yeah. they worked on a construction site with him, they'd drop a block on his head. If they played football with him, the guy would never get the ball. They'd kick his ass in, in practice. He'd be the worst teammate, the worst classmate, the worst guy in, in the battlefield with you. He's selfish. He's arrogant. He's ignorant. He's weak. He's soft. But those people love them. Actual, strong, tough men love them. That's it. Blows my mind. This guy who you're to, who you're describing, mm. who these these strong men would have grown up hating, yeah, beating up and throwing him, casting him out of their group. Okay, yeah, he did grow up that way. He grew up sheltered, and he grew up wanting to be this thing. Yeah, this he ideal. watched it from afar, you know. watching it from afar, privileged. And as he's watching. He learned he learned things, evil things. He learned about what each group loves, what each group hates, and how to get them to hate each other. Yeah. And that's his biggest strength is mm-hmm. that he knows how he knows what makes this group happy will make this group infuriated and how he can be the man in the middle. Yeah. Well, and that's a problem with Obama. Obama was a phony fraud who never wanted to offend anyone, but people were very offended naturally just because they were naturally racist. Let's be honest. Find me a speech where Obama ever dissed one side or the other. They say he turned people against cops. Show me that speech where he where he said anything negatively against cops. Show me. It, it doesn't exist. He was so measured with everything he said, and he was so worried about appeasing both sides that I started disliking him immediately into his first pre- in, in the first term i started disliking him but you know he had his base he has groupies he has fans but he's a phony he's a fraud to me like we still don't know what he think he never stuck up for black people he never stuck up for poor people you know he he said he was going to do this and that what was he was droning poor people at a record pace he's he's a killer for no reason and he he would get the statistics it's proven here 33 innocents dead but we killed this one potential isis sergeant okay good that's a that's a success for obama that was a success he ran saying it's going to be a completely open uh his cabinet's going to be open transparency, transparency yeah. is his big issue and he was he was a liar about that he said he was going to fight for whistleblowers he locked them up but he got away with it and and when trump supporters point that out that Obama got away with stuff that people are going crazy Trump doing. They are right. But if you were mad when Obama do- was doing it, why aren't you mad now? Like, yes, you are right. You called it out. Nobody called Obama out. You're calling him out now. But he's not president now. So were you infuriated when Obama did it then? Fine, I'm with you. But you're not inf- infuriated now? That's where the hypocrisy comes in. I mean, it, it, it's painfully apparent with Ted Cruz, who was very you know, fond of calling Obama the imperial president who rules with executive orders. 
And Trump is signing them off like he's fucking Ryan bad passing Executive bad checks. Executive orders aren't on their agenda anymore. They don't mind them now. Now, now that's okay. Hypocrisy. But people like us. We were talking about it when Obama did it. And Obama abused some executive powers. And we hoped that Trump wouldn't, but he did. So let's just be honest. Trump groupies, let's be honest. He's doing things that Obama did. When when Obama did them, they infuriated you. So instead of pointing out that Obama also did them, how about we eventually try to stop these these presidents from doing the stuff we don't like? Why can't we do that? Chris, why? I wish I knew, Richie. You do know. I knew. You do know because you joined the side. You became part of a team. Me and Joe aren't part of a team. I'm unaffiliated. You understand? Free agent, baby. There Free has agent. to be a new political party. One that, th- listen, this is going to sound bad. One that doesn't lose their mind when they hear the word faggot. One that doesn't go crazy if I call someone a he that's really a she and I didn't know. One that says, oh, my bad, but that's just not a big issue. All right. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. You're right. I grew up saying that. You're right. I shouldn't have said that. But then you move on. One that really worries about actual issues in a country that is addicted to drugs, in a country that is offing themselves left and right for we just don't know why, in a country where people are going broke all the time, where people are making wrong moves and banks are taking advantage of them, in a country that's getting ripped off with their credit cards online and record. We don't, all these real issues, and we're not worried about it because we're worried about be- bullshit. There needs to be a third party that's similar to the right in some aspects and similar to the left in some aspects, but that also has power. That's the thing. When they give you Trump and Hillary to vote for, guess what? They know that they are safe with either of those choices. The banks know they're good with either. Listen, there's going to be a lot of flack. There's going to be a lot of little bullshit you're fighting over, but we're safe with either of those. Don't kid yourself. Trump isn't the people's man. Hillary wasn't the people's woman. These are both. They're both in the bank's pocket. Am I right or wrong, Chris? You're absolutely right. Because you seem to be shaking your head a little bit. You're absolutely right. You couldn't get more corporate than Hillary Clinton. Corporate. You totally. couldn't get any totally. any more corporate and then, and then, Democrat and then, so, and then say, well, how's Donald Trump corporate? Well, Donald Trump owes these banks potentially hundreds of millions of dollars. So he can't cross a bank. He can't make a law that doesn't benefit a bank. He can't. He's unable to. They own him. Put me in power. What do I owe the bank? A couple thousand? I screwed them over left and right. They'll never get it out of me. Now, if I owe them a few million, and I'm worried about my family's empire 20 years from now, I got to do what they say. But I'm not in that position. We need to vote in middle class people, in my opinion. Yeah, I think you're right, but the the problem is what you said before. It has to be the party that you're describing mm-hmm. would be the the most powerless party. And right now, could, it would you could imagine because the 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 people that you want making these type of policy decisions have no power. Yeah, at this point, they don't. If you wanted to see people who are interested in doing civil service, you know, government service, pull the money out of politics. That's the that's the route. When speech, you know, isn't equated to dollars, and lobbyists can't buy the fuck out of every politician, then you get people in there who are legitimately there because they're interested in being in government. Now you have people that that's a get rich quick scheme. Mm-hmm. You go one term in Congress, you get paid off, open opens doors up to the private, you know, private sector. You're making money hand over fist. Man, wonder if there's ever going to be in our lifetime a 
a strong, good president for the people. He may have uh-huh. had a better, better chance of seeing a unicorn. Oh, whoa, whoa, Chris. Oh, what's wrong with you? Be positive, Did Chris. you guys know? I think you know this now because I think I texted you about it the other day. <laughs> Dwight Eisenhower was a Jehovah's Witness. I didn't know. I, I didn't I know that. I thought it was uh, against the Jehovah way to be involved in politics. Well, he wasn't at the time he was president, but he was raised that way. Yeah. And then he, he oh, left I it and you. then went to college. and got. I mean, almost it. every successful Jehovah wasn't really practicing by the time they were successful. There's they? a few who would surprise you, but most of them were not. Yeah. But there's a lot of dead black Jehovah's Witness uh, entertainers, singers. Yeah. A lot of singers and rappers. Prince. I know Yeah, Prince, Jay-Z. Michael Jackson. Uh, Jay-Z was raised that way. Mm-hmm. Ja Rule was raised that way. Aaliyah. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Biggie Smalls. Um, well, Jehovah's Witnesses, they prey on the black community. They do. They totally prey on the black community. They absolutely do. Yeah. It's very they predatory. go into these neighborhoods intentionally. They pull them in. And they look for a workforce. They look for... It's going to sound crazy. They look for groups that procreate and have children. Because Black people are are very very culturally um, drawn to religion, to, to yeah. gathering like that, yeah. singing. You know what I mean? Having having worship together. It's like a yeah. cultural thing. No, know? it's an intentional move. Mormons do the same thing. Mormons. I mean, if you're a Mormon, you got to have babies. That's rule number one. Why? Because they want good good Christian babies. No, because they want members of their church. Just like Jehovah's Witnesses want members of the church. Do they want some gay couple that's not going to have it? Not really. They don't want you. They want the low-income, minority family, has a lot of kids. Naturally, just statistically, it happens. That's their target audience. Now, this family, mother, father, father leaves, different father. Between the two fathers and the wife, there's seven kids. They're all Jehovah's Witnesses. This is great for the whole movement. Mm-hmm. And that's it's all an intentional move. It's that singer Selena, the Mexican singer Jehovah. She was Jehovah's Witness. Wow. Really? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot, man. It's really crazy. If you could say anything to the head of the Jehovah Witness movement or church or whatever you would call it, if you could have him sit down on this podcast and ask him or say anything to them, what would it be? Um, <clears throat> well, and I asked Joe this because many know, but some don't. He was raised in that religion. Begin. I think it would be, it would probably be a question about his family origins and his, if the, if his family is still together or not. You know, I'd be curious to know if he if he has a family. What do you mean if they're still together? And if they're still like a uh, if they're still a family, because the my my biggest gripe with Jehovah's Witnesses is that they systematically split up families. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's any doubt within the family, mm-hmm. it just divides everybody. It splits. It splinters the whole family into into that would different be groups. Now I I wonder how he would. He's so I'd th- be cu- it would it couldn't be just one question it would be a question yes. that leads to other questions which yeah, would yeah, lead to a fight but um I it would def- it would be something family related because I want to know if if that person is aware of the amount of um of pain they cause a lot of people you know well this podcast started out with a lot of politics right 
and we're sorry for the people that are bored with politics. Now we're swaying to religion. It's another boring topic for a lot of people, but <laughs> but not for us. The worst. But I wanted you one time to tell the story about your sister, but I don't think you ever did because it was the end of a podcast. You didn't tell that story, did you? Which how she moved in and where she moved to and what's going on and we wow. never talked about that, did we? Uh no, I don't I don't know if we did, but would you be willing to? <laughs> it's a long story, man. Well, we I don't could, know if we have the time since, for that. Since right I now. know, since I know some of the story, I could, I could through some questions, could speed it up for you here okay. and there. And uh, so, in Jehovah's Witnesses, when you are, when you don't follow the rules, when mm-hmm. you are are uh, hard headed against the rules, and you you put your foot down and say, "I'm going to go do this thing that I'm not supposed to be doing." There's a. It could come with consequences. If there's consequences, that. and the biggest one is called disfellowshipping. Sounds bad. It's the most common one. That means that you're thrown out of the church. You're not, not. No one's allowed to talk to you. Not even your own family members. Within the household, they can talk to you if, if you, you if you live in that house. Okay. But if you move out of that house, they're not supposed okay. to talk to wow. you. It's supposed to be you're just cut off. Like okay. So if it's a younger child in the teens and they were disfellowshipped for some reason, then of course you still because you're still responsible for the teen. You talk to them, right? But if right. it's older, maybe eighteen and up, and they moved out and they lived down the street in an apartment, yeah, you should, now you're not don't supposed talk to talk to them. Gotcha. So, and if you're not related to them, obviously you're not supposed to talk yeah. to so them. So, if anyway. it's a friend from the church, if you had this fellow, they're not friends anymore, right? You don't even know them. You can, you don't look at them. You turn Ooh. your head the other way, cold shoulder. Now, if the, I, I imagine getting this this fellowship. It could only be a couple real serious offenses. No, there's a. Uh, You'd be surprised, man. There's, but it's it's the obvious ones, you know. It's the fornication, adultery. Okay, so if a teen fornicates with another teen, yes, that's grounds that's for disfellowshipable. Okay, so offense. you have to stop talking to your friend if they did that. Yes, at the age of seventeen or eighteen years Correct. old. Correct. Wow. Correct. Okay. Well, it's, I thought there would be bigger deals, but go ahead. That's uh, that's one of the, that's obviously the most common thing because yeah. you know, we're all humans and yeah. that's what we're built. Unfortunately, to do. we were yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, programmed ahead you're of time. built with a drive to want to do that since you're you know what eleven a, years old. What an evil trick! So, my sister was disfellowshipped at a uh, probably seventeen, and she lived in the house. She lived in the house at first, then moved out of the house quickly, and uh, and she. Got married pretty quickly after that. I was mm-hmm. probably within like two years. She was she was married to someone okay. who she's still married to now. Okay, so it seems like a successful marriage. By it, all yeah, by marriage uh, standards, this is a huge success. Yeah. Yes, and he was an older guy, older than her at the time. He's now he's he's an older gentleman. Yeah, but she's older too. She's older too. How old is she now? She's uh. Late 40s. So late 40s. Okay, so kicked out of 17, married someone two years later, and now is in her late 40s. Yeah. Okay. So my sister lost everything for a while. Mm. She lost her family. She had no money. She was like, you know, it's like a struggling, like trying to find a a job to pay for an apartment, save up for a car, like starting from scratch. Because at 17, you know I mean? she was out. 17, she With had no nothing, help. Right? Nobody to even... So ask advice to and and mind you, my sister is a genius, mm-hmm. and I don't mean that in like a sarcastic way or in like a you know I mean an actual genius. When like a, she was like a baboon type, yeah. When she was seven, she played violin 
in a, a orchestra. So like Chinese with girl level genius. Yes. Wow. Exactly. So she played a Suzuki method violin in an orchestra with adults. Wow. Okay. And she was wow. the first chair violinist. Yeah. So that's like the lead guitar player. Chris was a penist for a while, actually, just to let you know. He was the first chair penist. So she was, she, my sister speaks five languages. Whew. Damn. My sister's a lawyer. She graduated from Columbia Law University. Okay. She's so this is, if, if this was my daughter, I mean, she would be in the mix. She would be taking care of me. Yes. I'd be borrowing money off her. Yes. You would, <laughs> this is the one that you, yeah. you put her the out in one, front. Every other one is out. Yeah, you Why put her out Why can't you be like front. your sister? You waste, you lose her. <laughs> So, she uh, she lost her family, for the most part. Yeah, and it even though Especially we still talk to days. like I still I always talk to my sister, but in the beginning of leaving the the cult of Jehovah's Witnesses, it's, you were a kid yourself. I was a kid myself, and it's yeah. very difficult to break some of the the uh, habits you're taught, mm. the the bad habits and shit like that. And and um, so I always talk to my sister. But there was always this like, like a weird fear that came with it, and like a guilt almost when I would talk to her because you were brought up that you knew which well, you were told what you were doing is wrong. Yeah, she's disfellowship. You shouldn't be talking to her, and you're talking to her. And I would still talk to her, and it really it always like it made me like yeah, it fucking makes you crazy. Now and there's also two younger brothers, one older brother. Yeah, two younger brothers. Did they and communicate older with her early on after my, her dismissal? My older brother did, but not the two younger okay. brothers. But so they she, were very young when so she So she left. basically only had contact with two teenagers from her family who couldn't help financially and really with any advice or yeah, anything. Yeah, and I had my own shit. I'm trying yeah. to leave this church myself, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I'm trying to like get my own life so started. So times were hard for her. Back so then. yeah, she didn't really have a, a support system, you know. And um which is common when you leave Jehovah's Witnesses, it's set up that way. Yeah. So that when you leave you have nothing. Yeah. So you wanna come back as quickly as possible. Yeah. So but throughout this whole time, she like longed for her family, her parents back. It's like a, a human tendency. Yeah. So my sister, out of the goodness of her heart, and I mean she is like she's got a good heart. My mm-hmm. sister's a really good person. She bought the house across the street from where my parents live in recent times very recently like within the last six months okay so from 17 years old to her late 40s now yeah how much communication you think she had with your parents she probably spoke actual words to them maybe four or five separate occasions just brief just brief interactions. maybe at funerals if okay. anything if it they would were be forced to be in the same place right um, so this was on her mind, Chris, burning her like a branding iron on a horse's back all this time. For years. Decades. Not even decades. how many years? Over 20 years. Decades. 30. Man. It was over 30 years. So yeah. she buys a house in the same neighborhood, in the same... Right across from where we grew up for the most part. She was she was only there for a few years. And just for the but... reason to rekindle this relationship? So she, her, her plan was, I want to be able to take care of my parents when they're old. Wow. And so this house that she bought mm-hmm. is a really nice house. It's big. It's like it's got a lot of rooms, it's got a lot of spaces to Everything was taken from her, yet she still wants to give. Yes. And um so <clears throat> she bought this place specifically for that reason, knowing that my parents still won't talk to her. Mm-hmm. But also knowing that if in the event that they should 
be unable to talk but need help, she'll be right across the street. You believe this, Chris? Wow. And so there's a ongoing saga right now with a little bit of drama, a little bit of um you know, it's now pain, I know it's, you. it's painful. But there's you know, we're I we're, know your older brother second best in your family. Your younger brothers I only know of to meet them. I know your personality very well. There's no way that you let things go unsaid. So did you say anything to your parents? Did you try to wise them up? Did you try to bring them into the mix to let them understand what's going on here? Yes. Yes, I did. What happened? And my my relationship with them is is rocky at best. Well, you're also. blunt. So, honest. Crazy. Insane. You say what's on your mind at the time, at the moment. No candy coat. And they probably don't like that. Well, first, I, I knew that wasn't going to work to just come out and just mm. hit him with the, you know, the yeah, truth. Yeah, but probably like hard to resist. Hard to resist, but it's absolutely not the right maneuver. Yeah. So what I attempted to do at first was get my little brothers to understand why it's important that our sister is in their their lives. Because they might be more open-minded. Right. But they might not know the history. They might know. not know the history. Mm-hmm. There's there's some other history in there that I don't know if I should talk about that. Yeah, but you keep private what you need to keep private. There's uh there's there's other history in the family that w- that kind of paints a better picture of like what happened and and why why everything really got split up you know mm-hmm. from from way back. But um the I I had to bring my brothers together first. My my younger brothers. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Okay. So. I got my younger brothers together, and we had a few, you know, brother meetings. A couple chicken wings and a little talk. Yeah, yeah. We did that a few times, and it was really good. It was great. I love my brothers, and I love getting together with them anyway, even if it's for, for just frivolous reasons. But um, we had a really good talk, and I I definitely made sense to one of my brothers. Mm-hmm. It definitely made a lot of sense. I would I mean, imagine he's the had, older one. He's had, yeah, he's had contact with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, after our meetings, you know, he's reached out to her. They kind of started a, a rekindling a relationship. And the other one is, uh, it's a different, it's, it's, he might be too far gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's hard to say. I don't want to say that. Yes, definitely. But it's, it's hard to, it's hard to break somebody that's brainwashed and in a cult, man. It's hard. And, and that brother doesn't have any children, does he? No. But the other one who is understanding a little more does. Right. Well, that helps. That definitely helps because because how you have you an imagine ex- never talking to the, your baby. Yeah. Can you? Can, that that was one of my points that I made to him was like, think of the one thing. Think of a, a thing that would make you not want to talk to your kids. Like, like just think well, of a thing that they could do. They didn't make the bed if they talked back to me. But no, you're totally right. <laughs> You could you could sit and think about it like oh what's the worst thing oh uh, a murderer, a serial killer. I don't if Anthony's a serial killer I would be very disappointed but I would still talk to him. Anthony you got the okay. Go for it. Do what you gotta do. <laughs> uh, I mean he could do awful horrible things to people and I would be sad and I'd be know, very disappointed yeah. and crushed. But but you I th- still you love would him. Still talk you know talk to have them, to right? talk to him. You'd have to touch them, talk to them, right be next to them. Um, it's yeah. So having kids definitely was is a, a so where she tool. does she live there permanently? She's back and forth. My, she, 
Have I'm you went you my... to that house just to visit her? Yes. And then saw your parents' car across the street and just not visited and yeah. Kinda, Yo, uh, listen, what this a is situation. This is what she said, and this made me like it made me choke up. She said, "I want to buy this house even though they won't talk to me because at least maybe I'll be able to see them out of my kitchen window." Mm. That's what my sister said to me, and that just oh, she said, heartbreaking, crushed man. me, man. It just broke my my heart because she. For years, man, she's been... I don't want to paint your parents' picture, you know, as bad, but why does she have the parental instinct and they don't? I don't know. The brainwashing... Like, that sounds like something the mother would say. Yeah, you would think. Yeah. But the brainwashing is strong, man. It's strong, especially if you now have, on top of it, guilt of doing something really fucked up to your kid. Mm -hmm. You better... It better be... You you almost have to believe it even more because like, you know what I mean? Like oh, you well, did something in, so in fucked mind, up. How could they now say, "Oh, we should have been talking to her for the last thirty years"? Yeah, that means that you're evil. Yeah, it means, so you, yeah. that means that's a mission of of being evil. Mm-hmm. So you you might want to double down on your faith. Then you know, people, you have to second guess religions out there. I mean, we can show you examples, and I'm sure you know people where religion helped and they're in a better situation. But this sort of Religion and these, like, the ones that are very... Religion is good. The bullshit religions are good. You go there on Christmas. You might do a couple Sundays. You have a little basketball thing set up. You're making a thing on a barbecue. And it's all bullshit. And you go and you run through the motion. That could be nice because that's just an example of a community that's based around something. No different than the guy that's in a serious softball league or you going to jujitsu and you got the, the camaraderie there. It's just something else. But when you have these religions that are interfering and overseeing your every move. Yeah. Well, that's a different story. Overseeing your social life. Overseeing your family life. Yeah. Overseeing your sex life. Yeah, I like bet they would love to see my shit, yo. If, you, if I had a church, they'd be all up on my shit. <laughs> oh my that's god, that's crazy. That's that's absolutely. It's too far, man. Yeah. It's too far. It's too far, dude. So unbelievable. I feel. I don't. I never met your sister. I love the imitation you do of your sister's husband, Layla, and it's so funny. And I, I kind of didn't like him because you kind of gave me the vibe that he's kind of shady until the recent story where he. Tell the people he went to your father's house. Yeah. <laughs> so he went over to my father's house and uh, because they weren't talking to yeah. my sister, obviously. They like, didn't, didn't even know she they events? didn't know she moved in yet. Didn't you say at events that your dad would say hello to him and then not your sister? Yeah. Yeah. I was at one two months so ago. So he would That's go incredible. and say hello to her husband. Who he never knew before. Like it's not like an old friend even. No, I'll tell you, I was at a funeral two two months ago. And I, it, I, it, I saw like some heartbreaking shit. Yeah, I remember you where my saying. my dad, my mom were talking to certain people that they shouldn't have been talking to, and they were not talking to my sister. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's hard to watch. It makes me furious. And it makes me want to fight my parents. You, you know? went up. He said hello to the guy and walked right by his sister. Yeah. Anyway, tell this. Tell the move that the so sister's my sister's husband, husband. What's his name? His name's Bill, and he kind of got a little mafia vibe. You said to him a little bit, a little bit of a vibe, and uh, you might want to delete that. <laughs> See, he um, yeah, he walked right over to my dad's 
house and, and knocked on the door. I love this. And my dad opened the door and he's like, "Hello," and and uh, Bill said, "He said, what's the matter? You don't go, you don't greet your new neighbors when you got new neighbors." <laughs> <laughs> this guy's awesome. the best. And my dad was like, "I'm sorry, who who are you?" <laughs> and he, Bill has like a trench coat on and glasses. Yes. Like he's like. Yo, this guy is like in is, his seventies. Is bro. he short? He's like late seventies, and he looks awesome. He's oh, like really? incredible shape. Nice, and full, he talks like that. Full head of hair. Yo, this dude is from the Bronx. He's from yeah. Arthur Avenue in the Bronx. Yeah, he's like old school it's yeah. Bronx Italian dude, uh-huh. and uh, he's he's a cool guy. Yeah. <laughs> and um, he says to my dad, "You don't you don't greet your new neighbors when you get a new neighbor," and my dad's like. I don't, I don't know who you are. What are you talking about? And then he took his glasses off. He's like, it's me. It's Bill. Wow. And my dad was like, oh, my God, what? And he was just, he you got, know. He got mad. Blown away. Yeah, he was really mad. And, and he uh, tries not to show anger, right? He tries to be above. Yeah. Oh. But Bill said to him, this was, <laughs> I thought it was funny. He goes, he goes, uh, if Jesus, if Jesus was here, he would greet me. He would be wow. my neighbor. And he goes, he asked my dad, he said, Derek, do you love me? And my dad said, no, I don't love you. What? And he said, yeah, you do. He goes, well, I love you, Derek, and I'm happy to be here in your neighborhood. Wow. <laughs> he walked wow. back to his house. And that was like, oh, shit. Like, I was trying to figure out a way to, like, break it to That's them the best slowly, way to do it. You know, diplomatically. And he that just was went almost, over like It was gangster. almost like a threat. Yeah. I like it. Passive aggressive. I'm yeah. in your neighborhood now. That's wow. aggressive aggressive. Yeah, dude. That's, that's not incredible. even passive aggressive. I love that he did that. I think that's great. Your sister probably didn't like it. No, she was probably But not. she won't go against Bill. She can't go against the father. Dude. The father of the house. What a tremendous, insane situation to be in. 30 years banished from your own family for no good reason. No good reason. One sibling fighting for your survival and to rekindle your relationship. But it's causing his own turmoil. His own headaches because you have basically they talk to you because you weren't this fellowship because you were never baptized. Correct. That's what people at home might not know. So they say, well, I talked to Joe. He probably did the same things. Yes, he probably did worse things. But as a Jehovah Witness, you don't get baptized as a baby. You get baptized when you supposedly want to or think you're ready. There's so many little nuances that we could have many other yes. episodes about what the you know I'll just try to details. let them because I, I would wonder like well why do they talk to Joe he sings in this punk rock hardcore band he says negative things you know in lyrics like, why would they talk to him and not her that's why because of that technicality not because Joe's a better son than my sister's <laughs> better than me on all fronts it's all because their rule book said you're allowed to talk to joe even though he did the same or worse things than your daughter but he wasn't baptized so he has that loophole you had this goofy let's call it what is a loophole she was baptized because she probably was trying to make your parents happy yeah because she's a pleaser and a hard worker and dedicated to whatever craft she gets involved with you didn't do it because you're more selfish let's be honest you're more out for you oh for sure and now she pays the price for her, the gift she tried to give to her your selflessness. parents. Yeah. yeah. Now, it's mm. bizarre when they start coming to you. Uh, I was 12 years old when they started coming and hitting me up. Like These they, these older men in the church are called elders. They don't even have to be older, but mm. just the people who kind of run the, the church, they're called elders. And they start coming to you 
when you are, you know, a teenager, a young, young teenager, a pre-teenager, and they start asking you what your intentions are. Like, are you, when do you, when do you intend to get baptized? Mm-hmm. Like, how long are you going to wait? And how are you going to say How long no are you going to wait? So you have to yeah. be able to stand up to somebody that you're taught is the the boss. Like yeah. this is, this person's as important and and as you should respect them the same way you would your parents mm-hmm. because in a way they're as important if not more important than your parents are to yeah. you. And so they start telling you like you know you should start thinking you know like sw- this guy over here is getting baptized you know scam. Yeah. this so guy it's, over it's here not, it's not really what's in your heart it's you know. It's almost you're being intimidated into it. You're scared to say no to authority. These yeah. people are the ultimate authority. It's even easier to say no to your parents, like you said, than to these people. So I don't know what's in my brain that made me say no, but I said I'll no tell you what's in your brain. every single time. Punk rock, hardcore. That's what's in your brain. I you're was born for this. To, I hate uh, authority. <laughs> if the cops come knocking on my door now, I'll put a hole through that before I open it. I ain't open up the door for no cops. What about elders? Would you open the door for some elders? Only to punch them in their mouth. No, I get what? your openness here. I get your I open them up. I, I I take their books. It's always like older woman with little kid. You feel bad, you know. I don't. Wanna, I don't like to make fools out of people. If it was a young dude, he looked like a hip dude. Then I'll battle him. You know what I'm saying? Rap battle an elder anytime, son. <laughs> Yo, I was leaving work today, and the dude's trying to in Times Square was trying to give me a CD. You know, the hip-hop dudes. Like, here's CD. Take a CD. I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. He said, you look like a a, ra- a battle rapper. I said, you damn right. Did you get throw down right there? There you go. Throw down? No, I just kept on walking, but strutting like real hard. Spoony love. Doing like the Saturday Night Fever shit. Battle rapper, son. Ha ha. But nah, that's a crazy thing. And But I think it would be good for Anthony to become Jehovah's Witness. See, unfortunately, Anthony... Thinks it's the most insane thing ever, and he oh. he he like openly mocks it in front of people, wow. and, and uh, <laughs> which is funny to me. But yeah, you know how it, yeah, yeah. it makes me a twinge a little bit. But there's a website; they have a website called jw.org, yeah, where you can you can find out pretty much most things that you want to know, uh, except the dirty secrets. Oh yeah, but most most policy bag, like, type things you yeah. can find out on the jw.org. Yeah. And they have a a children's section of the website where they play these these movies, like That's these nice videos. That's nice for the kids. That's nice for the kids. And they're like, it's like cartoon videos yeah. for kids, but they're like, they 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 all have like a moral at the end of them. Mm-hmm. And when I hear them, it just makes me cringe because it's like this, these these is like tr- trigger words, I guess you would call it. Or they'll say these certain phrases that make my skin crawl. Stuff you recall from the past. Yeah, and uh, Anthony's like laughing, and he'll watch it for hours, just laughing and laughing and laughing. And That's he'll be bad. like, "Dad, you, you can look at this, that. Dad. Look, you gotta see this one." Should do that, Anthony. And I'm like, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. Like, I'm. Yeah. It's, it's funny that you think it's you funny, but it. I don't want to see it because it makes me angry. You know, you lived it. Yeah, they made you break a Ramones tape, didn't they? Yeah, I had to break a lot of shit. That's right there. High treason. Breaking Ramones tape. You got, you got any questions? Those demons. I got a lot of questions, yeah. All right, we got the religion out of the way. Two of the most a, boring topics, but I thought that was very interesting. I can't believe I love this guy, Bill. And he just he just confronted the strength of your big, intimidating father and all his religious knowledge and just went straight to his own turf. Yeah. Knocked on his own door and said, yo, what's good? <laughs> I'm here now. Gangster. Bill's yeah. a gangster. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's a real gangster. All right, give us some questions from the uh, people. Well, there's a comment I want to hit up that we got a while ago. Uh, Alicia Clements. We were talking about up, baby? getting How kicked in the balls. And that does it hurt as bad for a girl to get kicked in the, the vagina? I'm going to say no. And uh, she said... Uh, if it did, girls would be doing that all the time to each other, like we used to do to each other. A good kick to the vagina is very painful, but a tit punch, she Ooh. said, hurts pretty bad. Tit punch? Mm-hmm. Tit punch, yeah. Okay. She said, but worst of all is the excruciating pain of pushing a miniature human out. Though oh, I doubt that a hit a to the... big deal. I don't doubt that a hit to the balls hurts really, really bad. Best wishes to all and good luck on never having the misfortune of being hurt in your nethers again. Listen, these girls like to make a big deal out of having a baby. <laughs> They're having babies all over the planet. Oh They're dropping like flies. They're falling out. People can't even keep track of them anymore. How bad could it be? So thank you, Alicia. I just wanted to. That was a good comment. I wanted to get it out. Thanks, Alicia. You did the uh, right Oh, we got a question for Anthony. Anthony. Andy the Tone. From Paul Sanchez. Wagwan. He said, where do you want to be when you are your dad's age? And Mad Joe, where do you want to be when your son is the age you are now? I mean, Mad Joe's going to be dead and by And Richie, point. when are you going to tell some of your prison stories? Damn, a three-parter. So, Anthony, where do you want to be when you are my age, 41? Like, like, uh... Like job or like yeah, anywhere like in job, life, family life, where I live, where you live, everything. Okay. Mars. You want to be in Space Force? <laughs> Apply now. I want to live in either Pennsylvania or Switzerland. Wow! There you go. Okay. Very good. I like that. Very similar. But go ahead. Um. How about occupation? Job. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Don't work. Just live off pops. <laughs> Surgeon, like neurologist, probably. Neurologist. Oh, very nice. good. A neurologist. Chris, Chris's <laughs> eyes lit up when you said that. Chris respects mm. that. And uh, what about family life? What do you picture for a family? Go ahead. 25, 30 kids. Whoa. 25, 30 kids. <laughs> nice, modest number. And about 11 wives you need for that. Yeah, you might want to consider being a Mormon. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, probably like four kids. Four kids? Wow. That's a good number. That's a good number. This kid is old school. Are you going to have a wife and get married? I think I'm just being like, yeah. My man. So four ah. kids, but not like in the same house with the same woman. Just nah, like just four ki- random kids around the world. Yeah. Do one yeah. in Pittsburgh, one in Philly, one in Switzerland, and one in uh, Italy. All the places that you want to go on vacation. Yeah. You come, you say hello to them, you smack them in the head, That's tap a good them, strategy. you give them $10, and you say, I'll <laughs> see you next year. Uh, where do I want to be when Anthony is 41? Psh, damn, Dude. I don't know. Probably. Your ass is going to be old. Yeah, I don't know. know. I guess living in Anthony's basement. How old are you going to be when he's 41? Uh, how old are you now? 12. What kind of what father is, is this? Oh, Anthony's mad. Look at his face. You don't know how old I am, Dad? You, what's 12? Well, 41 minus, 41 minus 12. Maybe 11. No, 41 minus 11 is... Oh, that's right. Yeah, he was, that's right. So, uh, 
That would be. F- Are you guys serious? Thirty nine years, forty years. I don't know. I suck it, man. What is that? Thirty years from now. Thirty years from now. Mm-hmm. So I'll be seventy one. Wow, you're done. You're dead. Seventy one. Yeah, no. I would. I w- if you have a house in Switzerland, I'd like to be living in Switzerland with you. <laughs> That sounds like a plan, man. If it's in Pennsylvania, I think I'm going to go to Switzerland on my own. Then. To your summer house with your with his other to grandkids. My summer house, yeah. <laughs> Richie, prison stories. When and are we going to get to these? Prison stories are strictly for the guests. Correct. So the 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 uh, audience will never hear your prison stories. The host never tells those kind of stories. Come on, but if you guys ever need to learn Swiss, let me know. It's one of my eleven languages. I know. See. All right, this guy knows 11 languages. Next question. Learn something new every day. How about that? Um, Let's see here. All right. We got another one from our boy McGuire, our Irish friend. Fuck's sake, you cunt bastard. Uh, Anthony, what do your mates at school, that means friends, what do your mates at school think about your dad playing in a, <laughs> a shit hot hardcore band? Shit hot. Wow, that's cool. Shit hot. Are they idiot bullies, or do they think it's cool? Are they right cunts, you see? Uh, they yeah, usually, they, what? Do they know? Yeah, like some of the bus kids. They don't really say much about it. They're not like, oh, man, your dad's in a band. That's so cool. That's shit hot. <laughs> you shouldn't let anybody know that stuff, Anthony. They could use these things against yeah, you. Yeah, I can't imagine that uh, anybody in your Band, your school knows of uh, Wisdom and Chains. Ele- there's not many 11 year olds in Pleasant Valley that know Wisdom and Chains. Why not? There's definitely some 21 year olds, though. Kira has some friends that were into it. Yeah, they hot. What's up? What's good, baby? He said, 20 years ago when I was at school, I got bullied just for being a rocker with baggy jeans and a skateboard. Was he listening to Thin Lizzy? Probably. Yo, yeah. I'm on a Thin Lizzy tear right now, bro. <laughs> I know. I'm oh, seeing, my God. I'm seeing your post. Yo, there's a song called The Emerald. Yeah, it's just a, like an old Irish battle story. It's so fucking dope, nice. and they have like it has almost like an Iron Maiden vibe to it, like the the like that galloping the sixteenth beat kind of. Yeah. Oh, it's so good, man. All right, Tin Lizzy's a fine. Yeah, well, thank you though, man. Thank you for the question there, McGuire. Good mind, involving the lad bollocks. Richie Landro, oh, that's a trick question, Richie. He said, who's your favorite person named Richie? He's trying to pit us against each wow. other. I'm going to say Sambora, Richie Sambora. Oh, shit. How you like that? I got out of trouble. Uh, what do we got here? Maybe Richie Dreyfus. Anthony, who's your favorite jujitsu partner? Go ahead. Just say it. Go. Uh, Bruce. Yeah. I didn't even tell him, Bruce. I swear to God. I just said the question. Bruce wrote that. Oh, good answer then. Good answer. Did Bruce uh, ever tap you out? Bruce? Oh, who, Anthony? Yeah. Did Bruce ever make you tap? Yeah. You better, right. Bruce. Toughen his kid up, Bruce. Don't be soft on him. Bruce Toughen definitely him out. made me tap, man. Yo, Bruce got levels. I watched Bruce roll. Like, the better the person is he's rolling with, like, he's got, like, levels. Like, what belt is he? Black belt. I will destroy Bruce him. Bruce is good. Bruce is he's tight. You gotta be turquoise to beat me. Here's a good question for uh, Richie and Chris: If Wisdom and Chains had absolutely no restrictions, what one band would you, uh, or the majority of you, want to headline with, and where? Current or past band? What does it mean? So wait, are we headlining? I don't know. 
No, let's just assume the other band's headlining because I don't want to headline with it. If we my dream pick bands. any band to open for <laughs> to open for, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna change the question. If if that's not what you meant, I'm changing it. Okay, dream band to open for, dead or alive, dead or alive. I already know yours. Mm, no, I don't think you do. Oh yeah, I'm gonna say dead or alive. We go <sighs> Black Sabbath or Ramones. Boom! I knew it. Go ahead. I'd say uh, Led Zeppelin. Wow. Who said that? Alexa! I could guess both of your, uh, your, your answers. That's crazy. Led Zeppelin, yeah, I knew that one. I was going to, at first, when I thought it was living, I was going to say Metallica or Guns N' Roses. Yeah, that but would be a good one. I thought, I thought for sure you would say Black Sabbath. Oh, come on. Hey, mind your business! Alexa, shut up over there. Oh! Um, that's good, man. Dude, I would love to open for, I don't know, the Ramones. That would be dope. Yo, you know the Ramones open for Black Sabbath? They play together, right? Yeah. That's so sick. Yeah. I just saw some a lot of uh, good flyers, real old flyers, and uh, like of the Ramones, uh, Blondie opening for the Ramones. That's kind of cool. She ended, wow. up, she ended up blowing up, you know. That's awesome, man. The Ramones are sick. That's a great band. And like I said, Didn't though, Blondie and Joey Ramone weren't they like a couple for a while? I don't know. I think she 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 always acted like she thought he was. You know this like rock star handsome dude, but but then know, when it came, got down to business, she's like, she was giving boy. up. She wasn't giving up that. You know what I'm <laughs> she's like, God, <laughs> those <laughs> eyes. Ugh. But I mean, that head. Ugh. Anything that Joey doesn't sing, I can't stand. When other dudes are singing for the Ramones, I'm like, why did they do this? Why did they bother? That imagine us randomly. Wisdom and change and randomly I'm singing a whole song and you're just standing on the side with a you know, what do you got, tambourine? Like, what's going on here? That might be kinda cool though. I don't know. <sighs> or Luke singing a whole song. Like it, it's just <laughs> stupid. But I'm saying, like, Joey's it's ridiculous. That's one thing that always bothered me about the Ramones. Don't let nobody else sing. Joey, you can't I mean, that guy's voice you can't replace, man. Yeah. It's the best. Uh this guy here, Rolex. Yeah, what kind of Rolex? DP Probably some racer. fake shit. Probably some flea market shit. He says, question. Double penetration uh, racer. Okay, you guys are PA dudes. Do any of you guys have any love for Flag of Democracy? Or were they just a little too before your time? Or a little too 80s? Before our time? Are you kidding? Flag of Democracy from outside of Philly, 1982? <laughs> the first, uh, the Wizard 7 is called Love Songs? Or no, was that their album? Yeah, that was it. Yeah, that was it. Love Talk song. about before my time, son. I've seen them. I've seen their first show with AF and Minor Threat. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. I've seen, I seen their, one of their uh, reunion shows at the, uh, what's that, fuck, the church. First, first Unitarian church. church. Yeah. When was that, 2006, I 2007? So. Maybe seven. <laughs> Come on, son. So, what yeah, you trying to do, democracy. son? FOD. I got T-shirts still, FOD. That's old school. Yeah. Uh, thanks for the, the question, The one dude man. went to start McRad. You think I don't know? This oh, PA is my state. Shit. You heard? McRad. From yo, New Jersey. Now controlling PA. Who's stepping up? Speaking of McRad, yo, Chuck Treese is just... Chucky Treese. Next level. Bass player, man. drummer, guitar player, skateboarder, everything. He does it all. Speaking he's an of artist. dudes that have levels, man. That guy's got levels. He's a true artist. He's a master of perspective, physically and mentally. A master of music. He understands music and he translates it into sports. Yeah. It's AKA skateboarding. It's really incredible. So when you understand like a rhythm. Da Vinci type of a You understand brain. skateboarding. Exactly. No, he's good. 
and he's a good dude. And we're talking about him because of McRad. Boom. For people that don't know PA history, like I do. Uh, I have a couple more, but unfortunately, guys, I think I have to call this one quits tonight. All right, uh, then. I get Anthony. I was Andy the Tone. Yeah, I was considering doing the recording later, but then I figured I'll just take him here and bring him to his event later because you yeah. know. Well, when as soon as you text to see if you come later, I knew Chris wouldn't respond because he was. Chris is driving. He won't respond to any text. <laughs> Yo, one time Chris got us lost because he he loves making right turns for some reason. Yeah. He's always turning always, right. Always, always go right. Anytime he yeah. gets a chance or if he's like doesn't know what to do, to do he just right. turns right. Now, with Chris, he's very safe. But I have to say, I'm, I text the whole time I'm driving. I'm oh, I know. I'm so bad, dude. dude I bad. like watch movies and shit on my phone. <laughs> Ah, yeah, it was a bad thing, but I, I don't know. You're like, I'm watching a movie. I shouldn't have And then Anthony will want to show, show me something on his phone. I'm like, come on, dude, I'm driving. <laughs> You're like, come on. Like, come on, man. I'm already watching something. Yeah, I'm already, driving. Let me finish this before. All right, good, good job, boy. Yeah, uh, yeah religion, politics, fellas. some questions. We do it all. We stand tall. We did a little bit of R&P. Um, we, should, we should definitely do a... We should get a, like a disfellowship person on here and talk to, with a disfellowship yeah. person. Oh, speaking of disfellowship person, hmm. Nicolette Ironwing. Unbelievable. And our yeah. friend Trevor. Uh, and I was listening to her band, The Snakes. The Snakes really just cool. put out a, an EP. I think that might be older. No, they just put that, that out brand the other new? day. Yeah. Because it said like 2017 on it, I thought. Oh, hold on. Maybe Check it out. Like, Maybe we just discovered it. Yeah, maybe I just discovered but it. But it was really cool. The Snakes, they have a, it's called The Big Setup, and it's so dope. Um, it's on the, iTunes, right? and the song, the big setup. I actually, I, I texted Trevor. I was like, yeah. "Yo, can you get me the lyrics to that?" And I was like, "Cause it, is that like a Jehovah's Witness song? Is that what it's oh. about? Being like a disfellowship person?" And yeah, it is. sure, absolutely. Enough. I could, I could hear like the trigger words. And who was texting us earlier today? Another Jehovah, ex Jehovah Witness. Our friend Aaron. Aaron. Aaron Butkus. from Death Threat. My cousin Juan. Yeah. Send more questions, comments, everything to postamericapodcast at gmail.com or on Instagram. Follow us at postamericapodcast. Thank you, guys. Uh, go to fastbreakrecords.com. Ton of dope releases coming out. Drowning in Wisdom and Chains currently on sale. Pre-orders available now. Yeah, go get one of them skateboards. Thanks a lot for listening. We really appreciate it. Post America Podcast will always be there for you. Don't forget that. Tune in next time for more fun with the boys. Until then, get your fucking ass out of here before I give you a smack, motherfucker. Who the fuck you think you in? This is Post America. You ain't shit, motherfucker.